after Independence Day. Hopefully you guys had a fun holiday. We're the Media Boat Podcast. We're the Media Boat Podcast. Boat says right there. Are a podcast about media and boats. Well, no, actually. Oh, no. Uh, but we're about <laughs> movies, and we talk about television, and we talk about music, and we talk about video games. Not necessarily in that order. But always in some kind of order. In some kind of order. I, Whatever order tickles our fancy. Uh, I always tickle my own fancy well, when I give her let, a chance. Let's make a rule. We're not allowed to tickle our fancies in front of the camera. Can we make that a rule? Uh, only if we get paid. I mean, if somebody wants to pay us to tickle our fancies, then maybe. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's Mike. I'm, I'm Mike. Matt. He's Matt. Uh, um, so yeah, we we're we're back on a Wednesday night live. All right, it switched on YouTube.com. Wait, when are we not live? Sometimes we're not always live. Well, yeah, we're, okay. Uh, but today we are. Yeah, so uh, we were live, live last right week, now. so that didn't make sense. So yeah, let's yeah. go get started with it. So we saw we start with the box office from the previous weekend. Yep, that's movies for those of you who didn't figure that out. The box office. What was your number one movie this week? The animated movie Despicable Me yeah, 3. Yeah, we called that pretty easily. Yeah, except we didn't give it a number. No, but if we did, we probably would have I put it 70. It. Yeah, but I would, have, I would have put it at 70. And put, would have accurately put it right there. And it's at, hit it. Yeah, at 72. 72. It, maybe $72 million made it number one at the box office on an $80 million budget. I want to note here that this, this these numbers we're going to be talking about here are just the weekend numbers. We did not do the long weekend numbers, including the July 4th holiday. Right. That is also available for you um, on our handy website, though. Uh, oh, check out both? our story. Uh, I always have domestic totals. So if you want to know no, how I mean, you did the, the, the new premiere movies did as well, um, grand total up until today, you can also see that on our story. And by that, he means international numbers. No, I need both. Oh, both. Yes, I both. have domestic and international. Yes. So, yeah. You are well-traveled. I am very yeah. well traveled. Uh, but yeah, so you can check out those numbers yeah. on the website. But yeah. in the meantime, we'll be talking about the weekend. But yes, Despicable Me 3, third in the franchise, was your number one movie with $72 yes. million. Uh, your mom saw this movie. Yeah, she thought it was meh. So I don't know what that tells you. Okay. Well, Less number... minions, according to All her. Right. Well, number two was Baby Driver. Yes, a number shocking two. number two. Yes. Moving ahead of the um, returning players this week and even moving ahead of the thing of the the thing that bombed this week, yeah. the we'll house. Uh, yeah, number two with yeah. twenty one million dollars. Yes, uh, Baby Driver did really well. Yeah, because uh, it opened on a Wednesday, the house has a total of thirty million. Yeah, on a budget of thirty four million. So, so this thing's gonna make money easily. Um, I I mean, good for good for Edgar Wright. Yep. I mean, this is a big up from Scott Pilgrim. Not only that, this is also a big up for. Mid-range level movies. Yes. Uh, shows that you don't need to be a big budget to get to, to make money. Hopefully, studios are taking note uh, yes. that this is a movie that did really well. That's not a sequel and not part of a franchise. Yep. And as I <laughs> said, will be a standalone movie. So yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a wake-up call. Yep. Uh, my dad saw Baby Driver. Yeah. What do you think? Meh. <laughs> it, was like, it was okay. Wow. I liked it. It was okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah, he wasn't wowed by it like <laughs> we were, but again, he thought it was a decent movie. Disappointed. That's so much. Speaking of disappointments, okay. Transformers: The Last Night, number three, still struggling. Seventeen million dollars, just barely crawls its way over the hundred million mark. Can't quite get there. On a well, on a two seventeen, 
budget, this thing's going to look for international for help. Clearly. It's actually doing really well overseas. Yeah. I mean, those kind of movies do really well overseas. I want to say it's sitting on 250 right now. That sounds about right. So, probably expect around 300 worldwide, probably? Yeah. Or do you think it's maybe going to peter out towards like 270? I think that thing needs to hit 500. I mean, yeah, it needs... I don't care what it needs to. I'm just saying what it's going to do. Oh, it's going to do under 5. It's going to underperform. That's oh, what yeah. it's going to do. It's, it's going to be perform. around 300. Yeah. So this may actually be the last one. Yeah, until they the decide last to night, reboot it. Until they decide to reboot it. Without Bay? Without, yeah, without our Bay. Yes, their Bay. Yep. Hashtag Bay. Hashtag Bay. Uh, number four... <laughs> Uh, on the opposite spectrum of that, uh-huh. Wonder Woman, number four, still yes. performing wonderfully <laughs> at $346 million domestically. Sitting about seven hundred and eleven million yep. worldwide. Still, it crossed seven hundred yeah. last week. So, yeah, sitting yep. just over uh, over seven hundred. So, yeah, it's about, it's going to hit seven fifty. It's going to peter out just under nine hundred, dollars probably. probably. Which is really great for that movie. Yeah, that's amazing for that movie. Yeah, I mean, 150 budget, just go under $900 million. Yeah, real great. Um, number, and your fifth movie was Cars 3 with 9.6 million. 120 total domestically off a of 150 budget, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's his third week? Yes. So not terrible, but also not so this Pixar isn't numbers? The, this isn't the Pixar hit that no, it wanted to be. They, it's not what they needed, that's for sure. Uh, I haven't checked international numbers for this, though. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's kind of sad to see it do it struggling when, yeah. you know... Pixar needs another hit. What was the last one? Inside Out? Inside Out. I mean, that was original yeah, the dinosaur I mean, kind of felt, uh, faltered too. Right, and then the, they didn't have one till now. Yeah. And the next one's going to be Coco, which is the uh, international, the Mexican yeah. Day of the Dead music That theme. could do all right. I mean, Inside Out did really well being an original property. This yeah. could also do really Coco well. Coco definitely has a good international appeal. It's just, I, I really think the Cars thing is just another case of sequel fatigue. I think so, too. I think it is. And I mean, uh, I mean not only... Which, which, let's be honest, isn't more sequel fatigue yeah. than it is a merchandising yeah. grab. Not to bang this drum too, mu- too much, but also on the, on the sequel fatigue thing, there's a bunch of articles I read about uh, Despicable Me 3 also seeing, being seen as, even a 70, 72 million debut, seeing as, like, super disappointing. Oh yeah, because it just if you compare it to the second and the first one, it's just nowhere close. Nope. And so, and especially if you compare it to Minions, which is nowhere even near the stratosphere of how well that thing did. Yeah. So it's like it's interesting to. So I mentioned in our story on the site, it's like, yep, the sequel fatigue again. Yep. Although international is already saving it because that thing's already making buco bucks overseas. Mean banana bucks. Also that. Yes. Ye- yellow minion banana bug. Yep. Bug. And as, as you mentioned, The House, the other yes. opening movie this weekend. Tanked. Tanked at number six. $8.7 million. No one's going to that house. Not even Pitbull is going. Or not Pitbull. Flowrida. Flowrida. <laughs> Failed that joke. Uh, not even Failed on that joke. Flowrida <laughs> is going to that house. He stays in his own. Yeah, because he welcomes everyone to his own house. Everybody. Uh, but yeah, they, they so don't have to go out. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Also, uh, also surprised? getting panned by critics as well. That thing. Are you that surprised? Getting dragged in the mud. It's a Will Ferrell esque. I know, comedy. but it, I thought it had promise. I wanted to believe that that thing was going to be all right, but apparently it is neither all right nor does anybody care. So, no. well, oh well. But at least 
we should have the saving grace this weekend. Yes, this weekend is going to be crazy. As I am already sporting yes. the upcoming number one movie right here. I can't tell what that is. That is actually the logo. One, you don't have a Loot Crate account. And number two. two. It's for a Midtown Science, uh, Midtown School of Engineering and Technology. It's a Spider-Man thing, It's a Spider-Man guys. shirt. I mean. I wouldn't know. Okay, yeah. now he's, okay, yeah, that's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. If you couldn't Spider-Man. tell, for the audio version, by the way, there's a giant spider on his back. Not oh, like shit, an actual, get it, get it, get it! Not get an actual spider, I mean, like, the picture of, like, an art... Uh, 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 Spider-Man artwork. Yes, yeah, spider artwork that it represents Spider-Man. Okay, so, yes, yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming is this weekend. Yep. Home, get your dresses ready. So, yeah. Get your corsage. Did yeah, you get you your limo your... tickets? You better have the limo. Get ready to take the formal pictures. You have to line up on the side of the gym. Make sure you get to the lake early. <laughs> Everybody's going to want to take pictures at that lake. Everybody is going to take pictures. You have to get to the like the, the good spot, the lake, to get the. See, I picture. lived right across from right the lake. Sunset. So everyone went to my house for photos. And I don't know. Did you did did we, make sure you talk to Wendy about the after party plans. Make sure everybody's getting the limo to Drew's house because your guys are going to miss the miss the limo. You don't and remember that. that this is Drew from the football team, not Drew from the yeah. lacrosse team. It's two different Drews. Two different Drews. You want, want to be certain about that. You want to mess with lacrosse, Drew. Yeah. You know. Okay, anyways, so Spider-Man Homecoming is coming out this weekend. Uh, we already have uh, – so early predictions, put it at $100 million. Yeah, 100 So Hundreds. let's – so I'm going to take the over on this. Okay, that's absolutely fine with me. You think this is going to go will, under? Okay, I don't know. It might just eat under. might just eat under? This is a weird summer. This is a weird summer. It's a freaking weird However, summer. If anything this... does it, though, it's going to be Spider-Man. Right, so... because this does have the, not only the MCU, but the heavily um, advertised Robert Downey Jr. in it. And it also is freaking Marvel and Marvel Prince Gold. So, so yeah, I think that if anything's going to break this summer open finally, this is going to be it. Because, yeah, Transformers didn't. Nope. We thought Transformers was going to be the thing. It was going to open the floodgates, and it didn't. Nope. So, yeah. I mean, hell, even Wonder Woman didn't even... Well, it's doing it, well. It did well. It's, just, it's got it's legs. not doing Marvel numbers. No. Uh, but well, yeah. it is kind of. I mean, it's starting to. But nothing does Marvel like Marvel. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see. So, we're putting out $100 million for Spider-Man next week. Number one. Number one easily. Go see it. What else is next week? Uh, that's it. That's it. That's literally the only thing. Everything got out of the way, Spider-Man. Literally, everyone got out of the way for Spider-Man. That's smart. Yep. All right. So let's move on. Okay. To our first story of the day. Ha! That is a Lego Gandalf. That is a Lego Gandalf. Yes. What's up with that? The reason I do a Lego Gandalf is because Warner Brothers has been in five years litigation with the Tolkien Estate. Uh huh. Over the fight of digital exploitation. Of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings franchises. Uh Uh-huh. Because in the original contract, it was that they're only supposed to make tangible goods. Yeah. But when someone got uh, basically a spam email of, quote, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Rings, online slot game, (laughs) which is a... Clearly online, yeah. intangible product. Uh-huh. You cannot physically hold the internet. No. Even though I am you physically holding the internet. <laughs> you can try, but it will just slip through your fingers. Yep, all the bits and data. Yep. Yep. Uh, so the lawsuit uh, is over $80 million in which Warner Brothers breached its contract by overstepping their authority by the studio, only able to create, quote, tangible merchandise based on the books. Uh-huh. 
and not other digital exploitations. I have a question about this. Go ahead. I don't know if you have the answer or not. I may have the answer. Uh, so does what what then does it mean when you have a digital copy of a Lord of the Rings movie or you have a digital copy of a Lord of the Rings video game? Like what does that mean? Well, because those were all re- those were pre tangible. They were tangible. What if it is a video game talk about that never that got a physical release, though? For example, what if they did... I don't know if this exists yet. I don't think it does. What if they did a Lord of the Rings game that's only available on digital stores? You mean Lord of the Rings Online? Sure. Which I think that actually... No, I think there was a box box copy of that. I'm just saying, theoretically, would that also not be a tangible good? Technically, yes. So, I guess that hasn't happened yet? That has not happened yet, officially. I feel like it would have, though. But I don't know. Maybe it hasn't. Well... I don't know. Anyways, uh, the Tolkien State is claiming... Irrep- that this will cause irreparable harm to the oh. Tolkien legacy wow. and reputation from prospects of everything from online gaming to household developments. <laughs> Wait, what? Household developments? Oh, sorry, housing developments. Wait, what? I don't know what that means, but I, don't, I assume... Are they making hobbit holes that you can live in? Is uh, real estate investment? Actually, yes. Here? Yes. Uh, if you go to New Zealand, uh-huh. they actually have like the whole hobbit... Sure. Uh, thing you can walk through. But how is this ruining their franchise? I don't. Oh. Or what does this have to do with Warner Brothers? I don't know. I have, I'm so confused. Well, it's saying that if people will see this as basically a cash grab and, and not take the state seriously, <laughs> that it will somehow tarnish the legacy of what was what it was meant to be. I think that if you uh, well one. This is this is a very um, much a product of its time. Yes. Because this deal was probably made nearly twenty years ago, in a time where digital goods weren't necessarily something they probably foresaw. Right. Second thing, which is, if you think twenty years ago is when they probably first started production on the Hobbit. Yeah, exactly. Or, sorry, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the first Lord of the Rings. I'm yeah. sure went back that far. Yeah, because um, that'd be '97, and the first one came out in 2001. So yeah, I mean, so, yeah. That, this deal has yeah. to be at least twenty years old. So, uh, so that's number one. Number two. Though um, is kind of a fool me once, fool me twice kind of scenario here, where it's like, yeah, but you signed the deal within with a media company, you know, a media company's gonna do what they're gonna do with your franchise regardless. I really don't think it's realistic for them to expect there not to be any like digital goods in right, the year they, of our Lord 2017. Right, but when they signed this deal with Warner Brothers, they signed saying it with is, Warner Brothers is, proper, not realizing that not only did that branch to Warner Brothers film. Brussels Warner Brothers Digital Entertainment, yes. including Lego Hobbit. Yeah, no, I know. And and all the other subsequent games. I know. And, and other stuff. I know, but that's what I'm saying though is that they if they don't think that they're going to do stuff like that, then they're not very smart because well, it's 2017. Think, I mean, digital media is everything. Think about games back then, okay? Compared I, to games not, now. Okay, just because you write a contract in 1997 and don't imagine these things are going to happen. It doesn't mean in 2017 you act all bewildered when they do it. I don't care who you are, but that's still dumb to me. It's like, no, it is 2017. People make digital content now. You deal with it. Right, but their deal was not for digital content. I know what their deal was. I'm just saying they need to realize it's the, it's the, it's the modern day. Right. That but whatever they wrote on paper doesn't matter anymore. Because that's not how people engage in content anymore. It's right. not realistic to feel. So what you're saying is that they need Warner to did. write a new contract. Yes, they do. That, there needs to be new paper, as they say, in business. Well, let's put it this way: that 
They solved all this, okay? Okay. Warner Brothers is actually paying out the 80 million. Oh, okay. And that there's this this is all actually all been resolved. Okay. Alright? They're no longer in litigation, they're no longer in lawyers, lawyers. This has all been resolved. Okay, good. Alright? And so while the terms haven't been publicly disclosed, the forthcoming release of games like Middle Earth, Shadow of War, are likely indications of a mutually agreeable working relationship. Okay, so as so the assumption is is that they didn't cut ties because there's still new Lord of the Rings stuff coming out. Right. Unless, of course, it mysteriously drops off the face of the earth like next year, and then we are left to wonder. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, as of now, we will still get Shadow of War. Yeah. There will still be more Lord of the Games. Lord of the Games? Lord of the Games, uh-huh. Rings coming out, <laughs> and Lord of the Rings games coming out. <laughs> oh, okay. And Lord of the Thrones and Game of the Thrones. And, uh, and Lego Gandalf the, and the yes, Legos. Lego Gandalf and all the Legos. Yeah. And the Lego lists and the leg list. Leg, leg, the Lego leg list, Lego Lego list. Yes, Lego 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 list. <laughs> can can forever be legless. Yes. And Lego. In Lego form. Cool. Yeah, move on. <laughs> well, one back. Yeah, you're the one who's asking a lot of questions. I need to know. <laughs> all right, so moving on, IMAX. Yes. And more specifically, Dunkirk. The, Dunkirk. the Christopher Nolan movie coming yes. out uh, at the end of the month. Yep. Will appear in 125 70-millimeter theaters, or IMAX theaters. Yep. Uh, this will be the most in 25 years. Nice. Uh, Nolan's previous film, Interstellar, was only in 50 IMAX screens. Huh. And more recently, Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight went out to roughly 100 IMAX screens in 2016. Okay. Tickets for IMAX go on sale today. Uh, today? Did you get it? Did no. you get your ticket? No. Oh. Okay. I, I never buy pre-order day. I always <laughs> buy day of. I know you do. But yeah, you, you can pre-order if you want to. Uh, if you want to pre-order for 2D, that sale went on Friday. <laughs> Moving on. There you go. Zag Astra. This one almost went by me. The story right here. Yeah. But uh, Sag Aftra, the actors, and production companies have reached a tentative deal on a new three-year master contract for union performers. Okay. Uh, following a month of, of bargaining at the Alliance of Motion Pictures and TV Producers headquarters, right. the new deal provides for $256 million in increased pay over the next three years, with a minimum increasing of 2.5% for the first year, Three percent the next year, and then a three percent the third year. Huh. Uh, the deal also includes quote significant improvements in the residual rates for streaming platforms like Netflix and Amazon. Actors will now will now is, receive residuals after ninety days instead of a one year, and delivers a three hundred percent increase in residuals within their first two years when their work is exhibited worldwide on Netflix. Oh, nice. So, like, if they show does well here, they decide to branch it out to, say, Netflix Europe, Netflix Canada, they get residuals off that as well. Yeah. Which is really good. Um, actors uh, also gain a five-fold increase in travel allowances for TV series uh, performers who work, uh, who work at locations away from home. So it's just travel expenses. That's good. Yeah. These are important things. 
These aren't things you normally think about when you hire someone, but <laughs> but still, they, they they take into account. Yeah, they, they this is why you have line producers. It. Yep, yep. And last, so uh, yeah, uh, good for them. Good, good for yep, everyone. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep. That's not nothing. That's not what I want. <laughs> that's not what you want. That's what I want. It's what you really, really want. Wait, what is this then? Oh, that's what. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to the bits. The bits. The bits. What have we got in the bits? Uh, Jumanji, welcome to the jungle trailer. Oh my trailer. god. Can we not talk about this? You mean the fact other than they played Welcome to the Jungle? But in, also, in this looks terrible. Well, let's be honest. This is an actual reimagining uh, rather than a remake. It's so bad. Well, it's more of like a Tron-esque. It's because yeah. they get sent to a video game. Ju- Jumanji is a video game now. Yes. Apparently. And also, apparently, whoever wrote this is a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> because the concept is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Is it? Is it, though? Is it? I think it might be. I don't know. I think well, it go on. appeals to... Well, it appeals to somebody. Yeah. Maybe in high school. I don't know. Maybe that's what they're going for, Matt. Maybe. High schoolers. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, this is set in high school. I'm just saying that I don't know what they're doing with this thing. Well, if you're not into that, maybe you're more into Terminator 2, as that will be coming to not only UK theaters, but also US theaters on August 25th. Because as we previously mentioned on our podcast, UK is already uh, slated for those dates. Not the US. Yep. Getting in on the game. Uh, Death Note uh, gets a new trailer for Netflix. And Michael Keaton confirms he will have some sort of role in the upcoming live action Dumbo feature directed by Tim Burton. Sure. Why not? I hope he's the the, the, the mouse, the, the, the helpful mouse. Tim Burton mouse? I'm sorry, not Tim, Tim Burton. Michael Keaton mouse? Yes. <laughs> I hope that he's the mouse because I could see him doing that part really well. Not like a ringleader? No. I hope he's well, the mouse. Not the showman? Right, I'm, I'm going right now saying Michael Keaton is the mouse. Put money, I put money, put money, my imaginary money down on this. Can he be a bird man and be the crow? <laughs> no. <laughs> Although I hope that they really think about how they're going to do the crows in the modern setting. Now. Yeah. They really need to rethink that one. But yes, no, Michael Keaton is the mouse. I'm yes. saying that here, and this is recorded to tape, well, also, no, to digital tape. Which is intangible. Yes, it's intangible. <laughs> Don't tell Tolkien uh, Also, I wonder how they're going to do the ending, because that ending is so abrupt. It is abrupt. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. Good, good luck, Tim Burton. Good luck. All right, let's move on. on to... Uh, hey, it's TV. It's TV. What do we got first in the world It's the television. TV. Here comes the Stony family. No, it's sports. No, it's, it's a bunch of balls. Tell me about these balls. What's well, up with these balls? Our first story okay. has nothing to do with balls. Well, then why is this graphic pucks? on the screen? Because it's still technically a sport. Okay, what's sports? Competitive eating. I heard about competitive eating happen. Yes. This happened. This always happens. That boy. That boy. Uh, so what, what, tell me about competitive eating. Uh, so, uh, Nathan's <laughs> famous hot dog eating contest. Yeah. 
which is held every year at Coney Island for the 4th of July. There's nothing more American than guys stuffing their faces it's with hot true. dogs. It's very true. It's very gross. When you actually like break it oh, down yeah. and when it's they do gross. slow mo on it, it's just and like, you have to like put water in it to make it moist. Yeah, they, they water the hot dogs. Yeah. Just, that just alone makes Dip it. Dip it into water. Ugh. It's gross, but hey, it's a thing. Hey, hey, it works. Anyways, uh, Joey Chestnut is once again Joey your, Chestnut. your chest, your chestnut. Joey Chestnut is once again your champion. Yep. As he was able Joey to champion, down, once again your chestnut. As he was able to down seventy-two hot dogs. That's a lot of hot dogs. In eight minutes. That's a lot of hot dogs in eight minutes. That's roughly nine hot dogs per minute. That is insane. Uh, this also makes it his tenth title. That's a lot of titles for eating hot dogs. Here's my question. Does he like hot dogs? I think he just likes eating. Sure. Competitively. Okay. He could care less for hot dogs? I think so. He could take it or take them or leave them? I think so, considering that he also holds world records in 26 other food contests. 26 yeah. other food contests? Yep. How many food contests are there total? Probably 26. No. I mean, if there's a food, yeah. you could eat it. You can eat, eat it competitively. Media Boat Podcast. If there's a food, you can eat it. That's but, our slogan. But does it look great? Does, does it taste great? Does, does it remind you of hot dogs? Does it remind me of something edible? Does it remind <laughs> you of food? Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, one of the other contestants yeah. uh, holds the record for eating 1.7 gallons of chili damn in nine minutes what yeah in nine minutes yeah does he just chug it i think so that's disgusting well no it's just it's just like a shot getting a beer you just open your throat and just like, ah let's not talk about this <laughs> i want to do the eating competition for macaroni and cheese you will lose sir yeah probably but hi i'm fun. your competitor and you ha. shall lose ha we'll see <laughs> i don't know uh, also uh, debuting this past week okay. was Ice Cubes Presents yes. The Big Three. The Big Three? Yep. We just watched the uh, Big Three game, the end of a Big Three game. It's basically a three-on-three game. First yeah. one pitching wins. Yeah, that was kind of boring. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. So explain what the Big Three is. The Big Three is a take on the Big Three from Miami, starring LeBron James, uh, Chris Raptor. <laughs> That's not his name. No. Sure. No. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and I want to believe that there's a person named Chris Raptor, but there's. And there D. Is Wade. And, and Dwayne Wade? Yes. Dwayne the Wade. Johnson. Sure. No. Um, <laughs> no. Okay, what else? Uh, yeah, basically, it's a three on three matchup of four recently retired NBA players, or basically guys who are no longer on an NBA team. Yeah. Well, they're just playing three on three basketball. That's basically it. Yep. Half court, first one to 25, gives you half time. First one to 50, win by two. Um, 14 second shot clock. There is a four point circle. Yeah. It's not a like line. A pad? Yeah. It's just, pads. It's just a four point dot on the court that if you make it. has a giant four, four on it. If you stand on it and shoot the ball, you have four points. Yeah, because it's beyond the three point line. Because four points. Yeah. Because why not? I mean, we're bringing yeah. this thing up as we go anyway. It's pretty much a video game. Like, that's what I felt like the whole time. I was like, this is this is a video game. This yeah. is video game basketball, but real. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it's a weird little thing that they're doing. Mm-hmm. But what's not weird... Why is, why is it weird? The ESPYs. I mean, sometimes they can get weird. Well, yeah, well, they, they might get weird. They can also get really sad that we learned last year. Oh, yeah. You get real sad. Real emotional. Well, anyways, the ESPYs are coming up uh, yeah. next week. Actually, yeah, one week from today... On next Wednesday, yes, the because and you explained to this uh, this to me off the podcast, but yes. this, uh, I feel is a real fascinating nugget of information. Why is it next Wednesday? It's next Wednesday because that's the only day when there's no sports games. There's no sports of the of the major and sports uh, is yes. done of the major uh, sports sporting televised sports, please sportings in sportings. the United yes sporting 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 matches in sports. the United States. When all the sports is done. Yes. Of all the major sporting matches, <laughs> there's only there's only two days in which no sports are played. Yeah. And that is the day before and the day after the MLB All-Star Game. Yeah. Because the day before is the Home Run Derby, which technically is an exhibition and doesn't count. Right, it doesn't count as a league, league game. Right. Yeah. And even though the, ML, the um, All-Star Game doesn't count as a game either... They, they count it as a game because it's between two teams. They play nine innings, and it's basically a baseball game. Yep, sounds but, about right. But they always have the day after free. So everyone, so all everyone who participates in the MLB uh, All-Star Game can travel back to their hometown and have, they have a day of rest. Yep. So, because of this, ESPN always has the ESPYs, their award show, the day after the All-Star Game. Because no sports are being played, and everyone who's uh, associated with sports can come and do a part of a award show. It's smart. I mean, it's really great. It's great. Uh, yeah. It's actually being hosted this year by none other than Peyton Panning. Uh, Peyton Manning. Yes. yes. Omaha. Omaha. Brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Maybe. And Papa John's. Uh, yeah. So look forward to Peyton Manning hosting the ESPYs. And lastly... In our final bit of sports news, the Florida Gators have beaten the LSU Tigers to win the NCAA College World Series. Cool. Besting them two games out of three. Uh, so, yeah, college baseball? Yep, college baseball. They, they Florida's, the Gators beat the Tigers. Cool. Congratulations. Congrats. Yep. So let's talk about more sports. Why not? Um, more at least Fox Sports. All right, tell me about Fox Sports. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I may have heard about this. Uh, you mean about Jamie Horowitz? Yeah, I did. He's been ousted from Fox Sports. Yeah, for good reason. Where he was president of National Networks. Uh, he's been outed due to sexual harassment claims. Yeah, which is uh, a recurring theme over at Fox series uh, of networks. Uh, what do you mean? You mean uh, Fox News? Perhaps. Fox Proper? Uh, I mean, yes. Okay. All foxes. Uh, including the hounds. Yep. Uh, in a memo to <laughs> employees... Fox has the hounds, apparently. That's what's going on. Yep. Uh, in a memo to employees, Fox Sports President and COO Eric Shanks wrote, quote, No matter what role we play, or what business, function, or show we contribute to, should act with respect and adhere to professional conduct at all times. He can dream, can't he? These valuables are <laughs> non-negotiable. Uh-huh. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is not a good look. But if you're, um, you know, a member of a, a Fox network, I bet this is probably uh, not something you want to wake up to again <laughs> and again and again, too. Yep. It's not a good look, guys. Get your stuff together, be human beings, and respect people. Yep. Uh, Shanks will take over Horowitz's responsibilities for okay. the time being. Meanwhile, uh, Jimmy has already hired an attorney who issued a statement, quote, at no point in his tenure was there any mention uh, to his supervisors or by his supervisors or human resources of any misconduct or inability to adhere to professional conduct. Uh-huh. Jamie was hired by Fox to do a job, a job that until today he has performed in an exemplary fashion. Any slanderous accusations, <laughs> on the contrary, uh-huh. will be vigorously defended. Uh-huh, sure. Okay. Good luck. I mean, as of right now, we're going off of he said, she said, but... Uh, or she said, she said, she said, I she mean, said, she I said, mean, Yeah, it's like... No, no, no. This is not something people make up, typically. Typically. So, no. We'll see how this pans out, yep. but it's probably not going to be good for him. Moving on. Moving on to going down to South Park. Okay, well, why? Well, okay, first, before we do that, we got to okay. make a stop. Okay, before we get there. Yep, that we're at Adult Swim. As Rick and Morty Season 3 finally announced. Yeah, they announced something like on Twitter? Yeah. Or something that June, July 30th? July 30th be the will premiere. be official premiere for season three. Okay. Uh, new channel. Those will be the first episode, new episodes of the new season. Yeah. Since they debuted. The April Fool's The, the April Fool's, yeah. yes, stream. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, more Rick and Morty on yep. the way. End of the month. They said it would be coming sometime in the summer. Literally, end of summer. Exciting Te- times. Technically counts as summer. So, yep. Uh, looking forward to the new Rick and Morty. But anyways, South Park. Yes. Season 21 is coming out. What's up with South Park? They will actually be going away from the serialized approach of the past yeah, three seasons. Yeah, we had reported that at the end of last season. Uh, we reported that that's what they were planning yeah. on doing. So they did. This is the confirmation okay. that that's what they're doing. Figured. Um, they'll be going back to episodic installments. Uh, quote, it's going back to its roots about a group of kids. Uh, and how they relate to the world around them. The new okay. season will likely debut in September as most of the seasons That's the debut. most boilerplate explanation of South Park I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other explanation was we could do something on Trump every episode, yeah, but, but no. Deuce is already covering that. Well, uh, didn't they? There was also that quote where, where uh, Matt and Trey were like, the actual news is so crazy now, there's no way we can keep up. I don't know if that was them. Or but it was someone. Yeah, because it's like, it's, it must be crazy. Well, it was Veep. Well, I think that was Veep. That oh, well, that, I mean, I, I feel like this is a common quote, though. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of comedy writers, especially, have had this, are sharing this, where it's like, nothing they can come up with will probably outdo the real stories yep. out of what's going on right now. So, yeah, I don't blame them for not focusing on the politics stuff. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And moving on to Peacock. What about NBC? NBC will be shutting the doors. Kathunk. Of what? Of G4. Didn't they already do that? Yeah. They're doing it again. 
Oh, what's happening to Esquire Network? I literally just told you. They're, sh- they're just shutting it down? They're yeah. replacing it with anything? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, back in 2014. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, back in 2014, NBC acquired G4. Well, because it was part of the Comcast deal. Yeah, it was part of the Comcast deal. Comcast had owned it previously. Right. And they shut down... Uh, they shut it down and relaunched it as the Esquire Network. Yes. Three years later, here we are today, and they are already shutting it down once more. Uh, They'll be shutting the doors of Esquire's linear cable channel and will relaunch it as a digital-only platform. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yet the decision was spurred by recent negotiations with Charter Communication over a carriage contract renewal. Okay. As Esquire was already dropped last month, AT&T's DirecTV and Uber services. Oh. <laughs> That's already a loss of 25% <laughs> yeah. of subscribers. So this thing basically doesn't need to exist anymore. Well, it went from $60 million to $45 million. Yeah. And if Charter was to drop it too, that would be an additional $15 million subscribers lost. Yeah. Putting it down to $30 million. Yeah. And thus making it no longer a viable option for Comcast to continue to operate. Yep. NBC has said that it will not consider a sale of the channel, nor a rebranding. Nope, they're just ditching it. Yep. NBC's all, uh, NBC is already in talks of launching another channel over the female skewing oxygen. Okay. And replacing it as a crime genre brand centered around producer Dick Wolf's drama franchises. Okay. So, not only are we glitching through this thing. <laughs> wow, but, that was completely just... Okay. But NBC is also going to basically take away not only the man channel in Esquire, but the woman channel, female in channel, Oxygen. in Oxygen. And, yeah. Huh. Who knew? Yeah. Well, that's... I mean, I mean obviously it sucks. People are going to lose their jobs here. Well, also, but, uh, Esquire wasn't really creating no. any new content. It was basically just... Yeah, but somebody had to be programmed. Like, somebody had to work in programming. Some people had to work in HR. Yeah, or, I mean, the only... stuff new... that people did for the Esquire network. Yeah, I mean, the only new show that I can think of that they did was called Food Fight. Yeah. Where they, they picked two random, like, two random chefs. But other than, yeah, 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 I don't I'm remember sure anything. to a certain extent, it was just for their uh, syndication libraries. Uh, but yeah, regardless, yep. it always sucks to see, you know, potential job loss, so that's obviously a thing. But really, yeah, I mean, I don't blame them because, yeah, who was watching Esquire? I mean, the only reason we ever had Esquire on here is that they sometimes did blocks of Parks and Rec reruns. Yeah, we'd watch that. <laughs> and we watched those. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I don't think I ever actually went to Esquire for anything else. No. And yes, I still miss G4. Yes. G4, G4, come back. Shout-outs to uh, the crew of X-Play. Yep. Which, which actually, I saw in a a Tangent article. Yeah. That uh, Kevin Pereira was actually in talks to, or maybe actually producing, a a gaming show, much like Attack Attack the Show, on Disney XD. To be fair, Attack of the Show was never a gaming show. It happened to be on the gaming network. Well, it's a tech show. It was, yeah, it was all everything. They tried to kind of cover everything. Right. Kind of like we do. Yeah. Well, with way worse stuff. <laughs> Wait, we, I didn't really care for Attack of the Show. Yeah. I thought it was really bad. Well, anyways, he's looking anyways. to bring, <laughs> produce that type of show for uh-huh. Disney XD. 
What's Olivia Munn doing? Banging Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right. Moving on. <laughs> to BBC4. Well, not just BBC4, but more... Just all the BBCs. Yeah. As BBC and the British people have finally got something oh, right. Well, the British people did. Yeah. Oh, finally. Yeah. Man, after Brexit, I just didn't think they had it in them. I know. I mean, <laughs> first they lost the U.S., then they lost the EU, <laughs> then, what, then they what? lost World War One. How are they going to make it up to us? Tell me what the good news about British people is. Is that they're <laughs> looking to invest in the children. The children? The children, I say. Hey, I hear the children are our future. I heard they that. They are. I heard that somewhere. They're looking to invest in their future. Ah. By making a $44 million investment okay. into children's services in order to draw kids away from Netflix and YouTube over the next three years. Oh, well, good luck on that. Yeah. Uh, Director General Tony Hall. Director General? Yep. Said this was the, the biggest children's services in a generation. Okay. The ambition is to reinvent the BBC for a new generation as their biggest priority. And will be spent on online content that will include videos, live online program extensions, blogs, blogs, <laughs> podcasts, quizzes, guides, games, and apps. Okay, so they're bringing back Teletubbies. Yeah, yeah. let's get it done with Poe, screens, some Tipsy, some flat screens. Yeah, get some like some um, OLED, <laughs> OLED Teletubby screens. You know you could probably call it do Teletubby OLED and no one would blame Yeah, no one would know. It sounds like a Teletubby name. So I'm OLED. I'm, pl- I'm Plasma. Tinky I'm, Winky. I'm CCTV. Yeah. Oops. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Just always plugged in. It's so bad. Anyways, but yeah. Uh, bring back Teletubbies. There you go. Solves all your problems. You have a vlog. Like Poe, just like vlogs while everywhere he goes he's just constantly on like periscope yeah like and then he turns the thing around and it's the baby in the sun <laughs> and then the baby in the sun's like let me snapchat this and like yeah that's how you get the kids back you instagram that get a gram it you put it on the line yeah on, on the line yes so just hey bbc just call us up we got ideas clearly <laughs> We will make this happen for you. We know what children like. We know what kids, we know what kids are into. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we know what the kids are into. Wait. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. Go back, go back. What, what did we miss? We, 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 we forgot. Oh, oh, we never forget. But, but, some it's people It's time will. for cancellations and renewals. Yep. This is when we talk about television shows that have been canceled or renewed. Yeah, I felt renewed. for a second there, I was like, why am I explaining this? This seems pretty self-explanatory. But yeah. I did anyway, so what do we got? Yeah, you did. Uh, so, uh, first up, F is for family. That would be together. the animated... Uh, you is for you and Shut me. up. It's the animated... Uh, uh, and it's for Netflix. It hosts the yeah, damn show. Netflix, all in the family ripoff. Yeah. Yeah, that thing. It's the third season. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, Sense8, which was recently canceled, uh, still now... has its second season coming. No. No? No, it's still canceled. I know, but, but it will they be haven't a... aired it yet. Well, <laughs> well they're not going to. Well, they, they will, but <laughs> yes, it's going to be a two-hour finale movie in 2018. That's what oh, so that's how they're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the NBC show World of Dance 
will get a second season. And Netflix is going to renew Dear White People. Oh, good. Uh, Melina and I just finished that. How was it? We liked it. Did you want to talk about it in television? Uh, I mean, I can real briefly. Okay. Oh, you mean now? Yes. Seeing as we already did television. We liked it. Um, a little bit of context, though. I have not seen the movie. Do you uh, need to see the movie? Uh, no. From what I understand, it's its own thing. Okay. That being said, uh, we really enjoyed it. Um, some real smart writing. And, um, of course, as you may guess, uh, covers some topical issues. Um, it was really enjoyable. It's not for everyone, I don't think. Um, I think that if you uh, know what it is, then you probably are also the kind of person who would enjoy it. So there you go. So yeah, it's uh, cool to check out if you need something that's a little tonally more serious than Glow. Okay. <laughs> and we, have, we need to finish Glow, too. Yeah. Actually, heck, we need to finish Kimmy Schmidt. We oh, never yeah. actually went back we're, to that. We've never finished it, technically. Yeah. So yeah, we're behind on Netflix. Yeah. Well, because we haven't been wholly together in a while. Aww. Sad. Anyway. Speaking of sad. What else is sad? The Carmichael Show. Canceled. Third season. Eh. Or three seasons into NBC. Um, no big loss there. Except for jobs. Yeah, I mean, there's that. Uh, and now in deaths, well, we have Andrew Waterman, age 77. Appropriate last name, as he was a theme park owner for Noah's Ark Water Park. Oh. And... Great Wolf Resorts. Oh, like the Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah, you know, the water park. Yes, on the Great Wolf Lodge. Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah, his last name was Waterman. Waterman, that's a fitting name. Yep. Uh, Also, we lost Mitchell Henry, age 24. Whoa. To leukemia. He was an American football player who played uh, for the Broncos, Packers, and the Ravens. Aw. Stevie Ryan. Age 33. Yeah. Actress and comedian of Stevie TV. So, you know some things about YouTube. Is this somebody you are familiar with? No. No? That's why I didn't mention YouTube. Got it. And lastly, Carolyn Cronenberg. Okay. Age 66. Film editor and wife of David Cronenberg. Oh. Oh, that's sad. Oh, the Cronenberg clan. Aw. All right. And moving on to really briefly... Because we don't have a whole lot. Nope. Video games. Video games. What do you have? Well, you've been playing a video game, haven't you? Yes. Crash Bandicoot. All right. So tell me, Mr. I grew up with these games. Uh, how do you feel about the Insane Trilogy? Uh, like a lot of people feel about it. They bought the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Bet, but how do you feel about it? Well, I'll tell you after I talk about the story. Okay. So... More people have bought Crash in its first week uh, in the UK uh, than Horizon Zero Dawn, okay. making it the biggest single-format launch of the year. Wow. Yes. That <laughs> includes beating Zelda, as that is a single-format launch. But also that was a new console, whereas the PS4 has been out for a while, so I don't think that's a fair comparison. Right, but if you bought, but if you look at the numbers, if you bought a console, you bought Zelda. Yeah, that's true. But more importantly here, this means that people care about Crash Bandicoot again. Yeah. Uh, Seeing as Horizon sold over 750,000 copies in its first week, and they're already claiming this, Uh, we won't get official numbers for two weeks out, but they're already claiming this as a victory. Oh, yeah. I I mentioned to you off the podcast, there's no way that Activision doesn't put this towards a new Crash Bandicoot game. Yeah. That is happening now, like officially. Yeah. There's no way it doesn't. 
No, it doesn't. Also, I saw uh, Inklings today saying that um, everybody's predicting an Xbox One release of this within the end of the year. Oh, Xbox One crash? Yes. Uh, there's Ooh. no reason this has to be PS4 exclusive. Right. They had the launch exclusive, but there's no reason Activision keeps it on there. There's a strong chance of an Xbox release. Yeah. Maybe even a Switch release. I can see it forwarding over. Who knows? I mean, what could the happen? button mechanics are so simple that just remapping it isn't yeah. going to take that long. It's not a hard port. No. Um, so, yes, is this one you want to actually talk about? Your yeah, let's talk about it. it. Uh, talk about some Crash. How so, do you like it? So, um, it brings it back to my childhood. Oh. As, once yet again, I am struggling with the first game. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, tough. The, the first one is extremely tough. Yeah. That being said, because I played the third one, like, constantly. Yeah. Like, to the point where I was speedrunning it on my own in three hours because yeah. I didn't have a memory card. Yeah. Um, the controls work really nice. The graphics are really well done. Yeah. And being updated. They're pretty games. They're, they're, they're pretty games. They're pretty to look at. Uh, they run really well, especially on the Pro. Yeah, uh, the Pro version looks really good. Yep. Um... And yeah, if you play these games, you're just gonna fall right back to the same old, same old habits, same old crash. Uh, it's it works well. I really enjoy it. Good. I mean, I can tell why people are buying this like crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think in a way, this is a, one of those um, uh, times where it's not just nostalgia. I think they actually did put together a really solid piece of software here, yep. and for a good deal. I mean, for good you get price. three games I mean, for forty bucks. And they're like yeah. sizable games. I mean, of course, they're not you know eight hour you know they're not, not eight hour epics. But no, but the, you get a lot of platforming out of the package. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I played a little bit of the first one, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, uh, something connected with me. Like I would get it now. Like you know, growing up with Nintendo sixty four, I didn't have a PlayStation one. You know, I didn't play Crash. I heard about it, I read about it in video game magazines and played briefly at a Target probably at some point. But, yeah. it, but it wasn't like something that I knew about, so I just it was a game franchise I just didn't have context for. It was just like, oh yeah, that existed. I didn't really know what it was. But now having played a, a few levels of the, the first one, I get it. That's a fun game. It um, is fun. I, the mechanics, are, it is kind of like a 16-bit like a, like a era platformer turned on its side yeah. and that's the basics of it is it's a very classic kind of and that's where the difficulty comes in is that that first game very much seems like we want this to be hard like those classics platformers were hard right and it's, uh, it's like that it takes that 2d but as a 3d that so it's like a 2 2.5d yeah era it does its own kind yeah. of thing own spin on it no pun intended as well it. because he spins around yeah uh, but um uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's still it's interesting to me, and I think that yeah, it, it kind of gives me an appreciation I never had back in the day for it. I mean, I'd still take Super Mario sixty four any day over any of them, but still. Well, just just wait for the N sixty four classic to come out. I know, right? When we're I but, don't know, whenever that in, is gonna in be. five years. Nah, I don't think they're gonna do it. I mean, hey, at this rate, I again <laughs> would put money. I would put money down right now. There will not be a Nintendo 64 Classic. Instead, you know what I think they're going to do? GameCube? Game Boy Classic. Game Boy Classic? A handheld, chargeable thing the size of an iPhone that plays like a billion, uh, like not a billion, but you know what I mean, like 
50 Game Boy games. Okay. I bet that that's what they do, and they never do another console. We'll see. Oh, one was classic. Yeah, we'll see. There will not be an... Because I think the N64 games don't translate well. Also, if you don't sell that thing with four controllers, what even are you doing? Oh, yeah. Because N64, that's the thing about the N64. It came with four ports. Yeah, it has four controls. You want to play Mario Kart 64, you play with four people. You play Super Smash Brothers, you play with four people. Yeah. You play Mario Party, you play with no one, because Mario Party is terrible. <laughs> but everything else you play with four controllers. There's no way they make one of those things. It's it's, it's It would be an incredible waste of money on their part. Well, we'll see. But the Game Boy one would be smart. Yeah. I would buy that, too. Anyways... Anyways, do you have anything else for video games? Uh, I got a couple things for video okay. games. Okay. Why that is the video game Cuphead? Yeah. Uh, so we should interview with uh, the developers of Cuphead. Okay. Uh, they they said that the game will be exclusive to Xbox and PC, with a Steam and Windows 10 version at launch. Okay. Uh, there will likely most likely be a Mac version down yeah. the road, and possibly a Linux version beyond that, but. Those will depend on how well it releases, and if there is a community for it. So they're shutting off Sony. Basically. There's no PS4 And version. Nintendo, yeah. There's no PS4 version, no Switch version. Yep. That's disappointing. So I probably won't play this game. I know, it's not like we have an Xbox to play this well, on. Well, I mean, we do, but I don't know. I mean, I'm probably going to get it because it looks really good. It looks cool, but that being said, I don't know if it looks that cool. Yeah. It's getting to the point where it's almost inconvenient when something's not available for the PS4. For me. <laughs> it's like, it just no, put it on the thing that I play all the time. It's kind of where I'm at, but still. Well, put it this way. It counts as an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. And they need exclusives. They do need exclusives. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, they also wanted to talk about how they had to mortgage their house twice to order to pay for the game. Wow. And so that brings us to our final gaming story. Okay, what do we got? Not, not, not that. Not that. Not that, that. It's what's happening right now. Literally right there. So yeah, Games Done it. Quick, Summer Games Done Quick is still happening as we speak. Yep. In fact, literally as we speak, they're doing a run of Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Yep. Looks like this, but they're specifically doing the Wii U remaster, okay. which I noticed uh, by his giant tablet controller that he's <laughs> carrying. So yeah, that's happening right now. If you want to watch that, I don't know. He's molesting some sort of giant bug right now. Hey, hey, hey. It looked like he was molesting it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so... Yeah, uh, earlier happened. today they did a Mega Man X2 and X3 race. Yeah. They did a four-person four race and then a two-person race. Um, other notables include Halo yeah. Legendary. Halo was fun to watch. It didn't... Freaking broke minutes, that game. In 80 minutes. <laughs> they broke that game so much. But not as much as... They broke the game in the Metroid Prime run, which has yes. been my favorite thing. That blew my freaking mind. Yeah. That was so cool. So, yeah. There's been really, really good runs this, yeah. this year. Uh, not only that, but, yeah, uh, one of the runs that we're watching, uh, Ape Escape, yeah. he's like, yeah, that, that's world record pace. and Just blew it off, just like just like that. Just like, yeah. oh, that's world record. Didn't make a big deal about it, the... as if he was still disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's not good enough for me. It was so funny. I think even the announcer was just like, uh, so I guess that was a world record? The, the, the <laughs> guy was like, at 217? Yeah, that's world record pace right there. <laughs> okay, I guess that's uh, That just shows like what they, these guys do. Is. Yeah, they, that's just their life. They, they don't do it for the world record. They do it because they want to. And it's, it's fun. fun. 
they enjoy it and they want to get better. Yeah, and the great thing about it is that not only do they have just one person who knows how to do it, there's like four people there who know how to break this game, and they comment on how what's going on. And real quick, just in case you you. didn't listen to us last week, uh, this is speedruns, like playing games as fast as humanly possible. Yes, and breaking them in weird ways to do that. Yes, uh, we literally just saw them glitch through an entire level, which was pretty cool. So yeah, uh, cool stuff. So yeah, they'll be. When does that wrap up? Uh, this goes until Sunday. Sunday. So end of this week. Yes. So keep uh, keep on Twitch uh, yep. to check out new yep. stuff every day. Uh, and go ahead and donate. Uh, all the money goes yes. towards Doctors Without Doctors Borders. Without Borders. So They're currently out. at just over five hundred eighty thousand dollars. I did my research, by the way. Yes. Uh, I followed up from last week. I did my research on the the charity. Uh, for the most part, you're probably fine. It seems like they're generally a good good group. Yes. Uh, there were some kind of sketchy uh, articles I found every here and there about some questionable decisions they made overseas. Um, but you know what? Overall, it seems like they do real good stuff. So go ahead. Donate to these guys. Right. That's actually one of the things that they, they do uh, yeah. in between these runs mm-hmm. is look at the charities that they want to yeah. donate to. Yeah. Because they know that... that not everyone has money to just donate and right. and these are they're getting like five dollars here, twenty dollars here, ten dollars here, five dollars here. That it's not a lot for some for one person, but it all adds up. Yeah. And so it eventually becomes this sizable donation. So they're at five hundred eighty one thousand dollars right now, which is crazy. Yes. And counting. So yeah, expect well, that yes. to get real. We high. say counting because yeah. they currently have other uh, incentives going on. They're like two thousand, yeah, five thousand. Uh, bets are going against each other. Yeah, different namings, and those ones are the ones that add up too. So yeah, so uh, check it out if that sounds like something yep. cool. If you want to watch some people play video games really, really well, definitely check it out. And uh, just so you know, if you want to know how fast they're generating money, yeah, I have written down that they're at five hundred fifty-five thousand, uh-huh. and that was about two hours ago. That was about two hours ago. So yeah, thirty k. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not bad for a run. Apparently, game developers are secretly watching this and donating while their own games are on the screen, <laughs> which is my favorite thing so far. Yes. That's just amazing. Anonymous donation of $1,000. Hmm, I wonder who worked on this game. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, one guy well, even straight up said, said it. He donated $500 and then said, thanks for breaking my game, yep. essentially, <laughs> which is great. It's amazing stuff. So, yeah, check that out if that sounds cool. Yeah. Okay, so that's wraps for video games. Yep, that, that was uh, Summer Games Done Quick. Uh, just look it up on twitch.tv backslash games done quick. Cool. All right, moving on to music. First thing, music, of course, the, the billboard. billboard. So, yeah, your top five is boring again. Number one song in the nation is still Despacito. Uh, Desperate for a new number one. No. Uh, oh. Luis Fonzi, Daddy, Yankee, uh, Justin Bieber. Number two, I'm the one, DJ Khaled, Justin Bieber, Quavo, Chance the Rapper, and Lil Wayne. So number three, moving that up That is a Justin Bieber with... Number one and number two. Yep. Um, number three, moving up a notch, another DJ Khaled number, Wild Thoughts. DJ Khaled featuring Rihanna and Bryson Tiller. Number four, That's What I Like by Bruno Mars. And number five, Shape of You, Ed Sheeran. Your number, your 200, which is your album's chart, is new this week. Uh, largely new. Well, the t- first uh, couple spots are new. Okay. Number one, debuting at number one this week, Grateful by DJ Khaled. Oh. Uh, moving off of the strong singles. Oh. Not number two, which is 
evolved by Imagine Dragons <laughs> not getting that number that one kid, spot no. this week. And they will not hit that number they one spot either. It. Number three, damn. Damn. Like Kendrick Lamar, number damn. four. Number four, moving back into the top five after a long time probably away. Moana? Purple Rain by Prince oh, in the wow. Revolution. Moving back up because they, there was a re-release. Oh, there was a re-release. And number five, Pretty Girls Like Trap Music by Two Chains. Okay. Rounding up the top five. All right. That's your albums. Uh, that brings us to new releases. New releases. What do we got? We have Broken Social Scene, Hug of Thunder. I'm going to check that out. Uh, my life, Broken Social Scene. Oh, see, I thought you were going to check out this one. Hang. I'll also check that out. I actually went back and listened to da- uh, Days Gone By today. Yeah. It holds up. Okay. It holds up. Yeah, the Wire is still jam. Haim has a new album, Something to Tell You. Yes. Uh, I walked by, I think it was at Target, someone was talking about the new Haim album. Haim? Ha- uh, Haim. Okay, sure. Uh, I was like, no, that's wrong. But I didn't <laughs> want to correct them. <laughs> Close like, enough. Like some 15-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> She may actually have been a member of, of, <laughs> of Heim, then. For all we know. Haim. Haim. He's actually Haim. Haim? Yes. Haim? Yeah. Not Haim. Okay. We also have Melvin's with A Walk with Love and Death. Okay. The threesome waiting to happen. That's. Okay. Also, Public Service Broadcasting. Is that a band? Yes. Okay. With Progress. Right. That's progress. We have This is the Kit. With oh, Moonshine Freeze. Okay. And Toro Imoy yes. with Boo Boo. Yeah, that's the new, the new, the new deal. Yep. Okay, uh, so some solid stuff coming out this week. Alright, cool. Uh, music news. Yep. Uh, Sony. Sony. Yep. After 28 years of declaring them dead, Sony okay. is making zombies out of vinyl records again. Alright. Uh, so they're gonna. Sony's gonna go back into producing vinyls. Yep. Uh, there's been a recent surge in vinyl records. Yeah. So much so that Sony is now seeing a big enough market for them to begin pressing them again. I saw a bit, uh, a, a brief article that mentioned that they uh, industry predictions have that as a one billion dollar industry by the end of the year. Vinyls, everyone. which has not happened since ever. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. That that people are buying records again. In large quantities. Uh, Their new plant will be located in the southwest of Tokyo and scheduled to open by March of 2018. Currently, there are 30 pressing plants in the U.S. as of 2017, which is up from just two years ago in 2015 when there was only 16 plants. Oh, wow. So it basically doubled in two years. Well, they need to, clearly. Yeah. They're selling really well. Yeah, people like that uh, Al Natural sound, I guess. Does the sound naked? <laughs> the sound is not wearing any clothes, guys. We'll stop the sound of silence. No, no, but so you can get a Simon and Garfunkel on, on vinyl. I don't know, but for some it's the sound of ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. I, I guess in this case, yes. Yes, yeah. it is. What else we got? Money! <laughs> money, money, money! <laughs> Fire. Fire. What? Fire Festival. Again? Uh, it's just a what now? Wrap up. That guy got arrested. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Billy tracked McFarland. Him down. Billy McFarland. Yeah. Uh, was arrested for wire fraud by the FBI. Yeah, he was. Not Ja Rule, but this guy. Yes. Ja Rule's partner. <laughs> ja Rule Cause, remains. Cause as we all know, Ja Rule has no money. Ja Rule remains broke. 
But yes, this other guy. Yeah. McFarland allegedly presented false documents to induce investors to put over a million dollars into his company and the festival. Dang. Wire fraud can carry a sentence of up to 20 years in prison. McFarland is also facing 11 civil lawsuits, and the civil and criminal investigations will proceed together, sharing evidence and resources. Okay. So, this guy's basically screwed. screwed. Yeah, that's basically (laughs) how I read that as well. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, that's good, I guess. Yeah, that's lost big four. We got the guy. Yep. Now book him, Dano. Book him. Cool. Yep. All right. Moving on. Two. Two. Well, which one do I want to do first? Let's go in order. Music television. A.K.A. the MTV. Yep, I want my MTV. I gotta use a logo that's probably 20 years old. Well, because I wouldn't even do one, but because it's a PNG, black on white. Black on white. Black on black won't work. Black on black. Yes. Anyways, so what's up with the music television? Uh, Well, more specifically, MTV News. Oh, yeah, this. As an investigation into the restructuring of MTV News. Yeah. Has thrown up some interesting revelations. Uh Uh-huh. Including uh, artists Kings of Leon and Chance the Rapper. Okay. It's kind of a weird duo there. Yeah. We already know where I'm going with this. I mean, I know some of this story, but I don't know the specifics, apparently. Okay. So, uh, both both artists pressured the site into removing negative reviews of their music. Kings of Leon uh-huh. threatened to pull their set at the MTV Europe Music Awards. Okay. After their Waste a Moment single was declared almost aggressively anonymous <laughs> in the review. <laughs> well, they're not wrong. As a result, MTV executives instigated a rule that no review, that no reviews shorter than 500 words were to be published by the site. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, quote, MTV associated those kinds of blog posts with snarkiness and criticism, both of which were deemed detrimental to the network's broader ability to work with artists uh-huh. who may be the subjects of such posts. Yeah. MTV uh, did cave and take down the review. Uh-huh. Okay. Meanwhile, Chance the Rapper had a similar, dis- similar dispute after a writer said his latest album, uh, Coloring Book, was, quote, emotional disconnect, which Chant and his management said they would never work with MTV again oh, wow. unless the piece was taken down. Okay. Both MTV and Chance the Rapper agreed that the article was offensive and MTV took ownership of the editorial misstep, as they call it, and took down the review. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is tough because when you're um, the editorial branch of a company that also has to make programming yep. uh, with the, the artists in question, then yeah, it's a hard line to walk because from the editorial perspective, you want to be honest with your, your readers. You want to uh, put work that you are proud of and that shows your honest opinion about it. You want to inform the consumer. You want to do the best that you can to tell them the truth. 
But on the same side. But on the same side, you also have corporate overlords, yep. and this is when things get tricky. It's the thing that the game press also has to had to deal with in the last twenty years. There's a lot of, of trouble. It's like, well, if our advertising numbers come from the people who make put out these video games, then they're not going to like it when we put this really negative review of their game on there. They can pull their support. And this is that. Right, and they can also pull exclusives. Yeah. So, and, yeah, it's and, a yeah, tricky, press releases. tricky line to watch, and that's why a lot of the major, um, major outlets like this end up just getting rid of their editorial, which, funnily enough, MTV did back yes. in the day. This is actually the resurgence of MTV News. Like, well, just last year, they're talking about how they're going to make a news a platform again, that it was going to matter again. They did a bunch of hiring. They hired uh, Meredith Graves, who is a member of the band uh, Perfect Pussy. Um, yes, I'm, not, I'm just bringing this up just to say the name, Pussy, Perfect Pussy. I actually do enjoy her work. You enjoy uh, Perfect but, Pussy? <laughs> God damn it. Anyways, <laughs> Meredith's cool, and I'm glad that they hired her. But that's probably a struggle that she has as well, because they are now, kind of the struggle is, is that they want to be able to talk about the music that they love, or in this case, the music that maybe they don't love as much, in a way that's honest to their readers, and now they're kind of, this, they kind of can't. It's a weird line. So, I don't know. MTV's got to figure out what they want MTV News to be. Yep. So, yeah. We'll see how that pans out. And... Why MTV also caving in just gives more powers to the artists to basically yeah, and it sucks dictate. because as much as I Di do, literally dictate what they want. This is like this is challenging for me especially because it's like putting two of my loves against each other. Yes, it's like I want obviously the artists to be fairly represent represented, and if they really feel uh, that their music is being misrepresented in this in this publication, mm -hmm. I 100% am behind them about them like saying something about it. Basically saying, it's like, no, this is not fair. At the same time, I also am a firm believer in editorial freedom. And so, like, I want the writers to be able to say their genuine opinions, even if they can get snarky sometimes, about the music that they listen to. So it's Right, just, because this isn't just about yeah. anyone on the internet. These are actual, like, paid professionals to write. Yeah. It's not like when Metacritic had its problem right. of people posting negative reviews of games that hadn't even come out yet. Because they either hated who was distributing it or just hated someone because of whatever. Yeah, it's tough. Because I want both of them to win, and in this case, they they have to, at some point, come to some sort of compromise, and it's still not going to be as good as either way. Like, I, I don't know. There's no right answer here. Oh, well. That brings we'll see how they up. figure it out. Well, that brings us to the last piece of music. All right, what do we got? That, that's, uh... It looks like a Birdman and Lil Wayne. Yes, that's uh, Cash Money. Cash Money Records. Yep. In the flesh. So, so while Cash Money still has the card core locked up in a vault somewhere. Yeah, wherever it may be. <laughs> they have, or uh, Cash Money Records bosses have actually launched a mobile app in order to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the label. Okay. The app will enable fans to redesign past albums uh, with with photos of their own uh, to put on the covers. Uh -huh. They'll also be able to stream videos and take a look at exclusive access to behind-the-scenes footage and commentary. The uh -huh. app will be available on all platforms September 17th. Cool. So if you're really into cash money records, 
and want to find out where, where the Carter Four is located, <laughs> so you can go dig it up. Yeah, wherever <laughs> Birdman buried it. Yep. Yeah, that whole thing is still ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, wherever that thing just happens to line up. Yeah. Uh, there's a new app you can download if you're really that into cash money records. Cool. I guess. Uh, Drake's still on there, right? I'm not sure. No, he pulled. No, he pulled. That's right. He pulled off uh, after with at, with Views. I think Views was his first non-cash money record, right? I think so. Because the last thing that he did was that's why he put out. Uh, if you're reading this, it's too late so quickly, right? Is right. because he wanted, yeah, to, he get, wanted to get, get out. done with his contract with them. Yep. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. So yeah, I have no idea who's still on that label then, but mm-hmm. somebody. I don't know. Birdman. But. Uh, Birdman. Oh yeah, that Jay Z uh, on a related uh, note, uh, no, uh, that Jay Z album's out. Yes. Um, so uh, those of you yes. who have title, uh, apparently that thing's all right. Apparently, um, what I'm uh, hearing is that maybe the best thing he's done in a long time. Yep. So. And as we mentioned last week, Kanye still hasn't been paid. Yeah, uh, Kanye is pissed. So yep. uh, that also happened. Yep. That's since you mentioned title. Yep. Title. Alright, and that brings us that to the end of our show. So that'll do it. Um, so this was the Media Boat Podcast, of course. We'll be back next Wednesday at 8 or around 8 sometime um, around that time period uh, on YouTube live here on our YouTube channel which you are not on if you're on now then you know what it is if you're not on it now uh, just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find it next if you want to listen to the audio version of this podcast if video of us freaks you out and reasonably so uh, we're also on iTunes like subscribe itunes.com we're uh, media boat podcast on there as well we're also on podbean if you want to get the raw mp3 file uh podbean just search media boat podcast you can also uh find us on mediaboatpodcast.com where we have our news stories features um recur- like our thoughts about the newest releases and posts where you can see new releases and box office numbers anytime you darn well please, and that's at mediaboatpodcast.com. It's a website. It's a website full of stuff that you might like. If you like it, however, you can also help us. Patreon.com slash mediaboat is where you can go to help us with money. You can donate as little as $1 a month to help us make even more good content that you will likely Now, we're not saying we have money problems, but we're not saying we're against you giving us money. Exactly. Um, yeah, we have 99 problems, but uh, um, a Patreon ain't Patreon one, so <laughs> check out patreon.com slash media folk. Yeah, it's an asset, really. Uh, so yeah, uh, yes, check that out. It's a big asset, and I cannot lie. We're also on Twitch, Twitch, uh, media boat, twitch.com slash media boat. Yep. Or twitch.tv. Twitch.tv. Twitch.com, I don't know where that goes. Um, where you can find us play video games every once in a while. I'm sure you'll be playing more Crash soon. Yep, uh, we're going to be uh, defeating Crash soon. Defeating Crash. Yes. Just beating them up. Just punching Crash in the face. All right, so check us out next week. Uh, we're in the Media Web Podcast, and we will see you guys next time. All right, bye. <laughs>